Welcome everyone to Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host Josh Turner, and with me, as always, is uh, Sal. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Glad to be here. Sal Manila. That's it. That's it. You know, so, pestilence. That's <laughs> like four horsemen of the apocalypse. Exactly, Sal Manila. Pe- you just choose to be pestilence. Yeah, there you go. It's it's he's the mo- he's the most subtle. It's your lot in life. There you go. <laughs> I've always thought. Well, I I would always I would think of you more as war. Well, yeah, that too. But you know, when when I'm sleeping and chilling out, salmonella, salmonella. pestilence. You know, uh, you know, it's better than being famine. I'd you, be in you, trouble. You wear a badge, wear like a badge of honor. There you go. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. You know, I used to, I used to tease Taz uh, Willie. I used to, I used to, we used to like me, Squid, him, and D are the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And I would always tell him he was famine because he was skinny. Because he would, <laughs> he'd be there eating up everybody's food. <laughs> he never gets fat. Yeah, how do people do that? I, I, yeah, it, no, I've never had that issue. Mm. You know, it must be nice, I guess, in lots of ways, because eat what you want, and then, yeah, what, yeah, are you, are you going to put on some weight? No. No, they can just eat whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could look at a freaking jelly bean and I get a pound. I got, I got to be real careful what I <laughs> eat, dude. Hey, same here these days, man. Dude, this past weekend, I, I went and we ate... <clears throat> We ate fajitas at Loopy Tortilla. You know, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, really good fajitas. Uh, let me tell you, folks, their beef fajitas are the best. I don't eat much beef anymore, but I ate there with the uh, sister-in-law. Oh, she nice. came to town, And we went, and I ate some fajitas. And I tell you what, man, the next uh, day, I ate uh, some more stuff. I ate, like, a taco ranch or something, which is another good taco place. So I figured, okay, I ate two days, not not like pigging out, you know, but I yeah. ate a couple of days of not good. I gained like four pounds. <laughs> it was unreal. I thought, oh, man, that's just, you know, this scale's messed up. What's wrong with it? <laughs> no, I gained four pounds, literally. Oh, I, hey, I can believe it. You know, I went and seen my doctor the other day, and uh, we were talking about blood sugars and all this oh, and yeah. all that stuff, right? And, of course, since I've been on this diet, I've dropped quite a few pounds versus what I was and you know and I've gotten used to it now so it doesn't really bother me all the the restricted diet so long story short we were talking and we got to think talking about servings and she mentioned yeah you just eat a small you know handful of uh almonds or whatever and I said yeah you know sure but that that won't hold me over and she just kind of smiled and I said well you know I I don't understand what a serving is, you know. I said because I think wouldn't that depend on a size? I mean, and she was like, looked like she was like five foot three, five foot four. The doctor said, told you this? Yeah, no, no. I was telling the doctor this. Yeah, the doctor. I, I said, I said, and she uh, she's the doctor, right? I was saying, doc. I said, but what's a serving for you doesn't necessarily, you know, fill up a person my te- size. You got to tell her, haven't you heard different strokes? What might be right for you is not, it's not right, right for something? me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There it's like that, that. Oh, she just chuckled after I said that, but I, I think it's a legitimate question. You know, what maybe what's a serving to a person who's five foot, five foot one versus a person who's six foot four like you? That's That, that can't be the same. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you eat a pound of chicken, you know, for some people that fills them up. Someone like you and I, a pound of chicken, we're like, okay, we just got started. Oh, I, I, I'm not me. I could now, I can eat. If I eat a pound of chicken, I'm stuffed. I would not really. Be a, yeah, I can eat. A Shoot, pound I of can. Well, I don't know. I like, I like, I like me some chicken. So you know. Well, I eat a lot of those, um, those meals that are like, uh, what do you call them? The the pre 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 prepared. Oh my gosh, pre planned meals or whatever. So you get them and they're pre packaged, and yeah. and so I get them from H E B Snap Kitchen, and I get the ones from. Uh, from sprouts nice and so they have like a they're all about the same size awesome three to four hundred calories and you don't you don't go nuts nice. uh, but but i did when we went to loopy well you like, know every now and then you got to reward yourself but you know yeah like but I not said, by adding four pounds on that's yeah a big, but that's a big reward yeah but for a guy like you <laughs> your size my size Four pounds is a matter of sweating it out in one workout or not. Yeah, you, know? you got to go hit the gym. You know. But anyways, folks, we're not going to talk about this. Speaking of which, I, I was going to well, tell yeah, you. Oh, yeah, we're going to we, talk about chicken. We're going to talk about, yeah, well, a little kind of. In a different in context. A different kind of. Um, <laughs> the, the, the gym. Now, yeah. I have a story. Don't let me ever forget that. I have a story about the haunted gym. Oh, nice. I do. And, and it actually happened to me and some friends. Oh, Well, I was great. there during part of it because it was a gym that I used to work out with out in B Caves. Oh, nice. I used to work out at. Yeah, my friend Bones used to used to work there. 
Nice. Or, you know, so there was a lot of weird stuff that happened out there. So one of these days we're going to talk about that, folks. And but today, speaking of chicken, all you chickens out there better just uh, grab your blankets. <laughs> yeah, today we're going to actually do a little. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Some people have said some of your shows are really scary. Well, this one is pretty creepy. Well, let's just hey, let's shoot them the email and then jump right in. Go ahead, man. do the honors. All right, guys. Remember, you can send us your stories. DosWolfman88 at gmail.com. Wolf or, and Sal. Yes. Wolf and Sal at gmail.com. Send us your stories. We love to hear them. And, of course, I've, I've gotten more diligent about recording and, you know, and storing all the emails I've gotten. So that way, in the event of, you know, a collapse of something, <laughs> I still got your stories. I can go back and read them. <laughs> Not me. I just get rid of everything. <laughs> I, most, most I, I used to get a lot of emails. Now I'm getting most people on Messenger. Yeah, like because a lot of people are just sending me friend requests. And folks, if you sent me a friend request, do me a favor and let me know that you're a fan of the show. Because if you're, if I don't know you and I don't know that you're a fan of the show, I don't know who you are. We love your stories, folks. Yeah. We do. So s- keep sending them. We're getting a lot of stories though, still. But I, my Messenger is just, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like every out. day. It's about fourteen a day, which is cool. Uh, some are kind of small, yeah. But then, but then you get some that are really long. And now, if you're gonna if you're gonna send me these really long ones, just put in an email. Yeah, it'll be great. Either way, but folks, thanks. You know, up until this point, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for all the stories. Keep them coming. So, with that said, let's get into today's topic. Today's topic, you know, because it is October. Yeah, okay, we're gonna the Hag. Oh, Baba Yaga. Mm-hmm. Nice. Baba Yaga or Baba Yogi, Baba Gogi, what's it called? The Baba Roga, whatever. Yeah, it, Baba Roga. It's all these different Yaga names. Yaga Baba. Yeah. Just, it's all it's Slavic in origin. You know, most people that have seen the John Wick movies, you know, you understand. Oh, yeah, they called him that. They call him the Baba Yaga. It's kind of weird because it's like calling him a witch. Well, no, but... no. They said he's the one you send to go kill the Baba Yaga. Oh. Okay. So, it's, so he's it's, the you know, boogeyman. He's the, the killer of the boogeyman. The boogeyman wow. killer. It's kind of like they say, you know, the Chuck Norris joke. You know, ghosts check under their bed at night for Chuck Norris, you know, <laughs> every time they go to sleep, that kind of thing. So anyways, you know, this Baba Yaga thing has been, you know, uh, I it, thought it, it's... Well, the reason we're talking Baba Yaga is because the guy that told me uh, the first one we're going to get into, yeah, and we were talking about it before we started recording the show, me and Armando were, were, were talking about it. We've been talking about it for a while, but this guy is the one that sent me the story or that gave me the story about the black eyed kids. That's the guy that actually, actually I was working with him. Right. And he's from Eastern Europe. And if you go back on one of the the past episodes, he talked about the black eyed kids. I, I talked about the black eyed kids and it was him that had, it, it, that experienced it. Oh, wow. And of course you remember that, right? Yeah. So, I remember yeah, the story yeah. about the black eyed kids. So it's that same guy at the guard check. We're talking that same guy. Oh, wow. Makes yeah. you wonder. Makes yeah, because. Oh, well, go ahead. Makes you wonder what kind of stuff he's had to deal with throughout life, apart from black eyed kids and now the Baba Yaga. Well, what, <laughs> no, what what happened was that that incident touched off a conversation between me and him. Oh, okay. Because after that, he said it was the weirdest thing that ever happened to him since he was a kid. Right. And I was like, well, now what what happened to you when you were a kid? Well, he didn't tell me at that time. But later on, we worked. Now this is weird. Okay, we worked in a bit in a place where Anthony, he's in the studio right here. He can tell you this place was haunted too. <laughs> it was called Garden Terrace down down. You know, it it used to be a rest home. Oh, and it it became a so it 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 had some really weird energy. A lot of elderly people have passed. A lot on of people passed homes, away yeah. there. So I had a, like a really. Um, like we were working together in this place and me and him, we, we, you know, I gave him a, I helped him get a job at that company that I worked with at that time. Right. Now, since then, my company ended up taking that contract and we were, we've been, we've done it off and on for right. years now, but I personally won't work there because <laughs> weird stuff happens there. And I only like that place. It's got a weird energy, especially in the, I would say the, the West what would you say, Anthony, the west wing of that place? Yeah. Is where it's got some weird stuff. That's amazing. And so he... But trippy at the same time. It is trippy. And, and But the guy I worked with, he, me and him began to talk about it because we saw some weird stuff there. 
which I will get into in a later episode. But um, he told me, he's like, when I was a kid, I had problems with a hag. He called it, and he the name he used was not a hag because that's what we call it. But when he described it to him, he says it was like a witch, right? That would appear to him and his brother. Now he had there were four of them, four brothers, mm-hmm. and and him and his uh, little brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, him he was the youngest brother. Him and his his brother that was the the littlest one next to him right. that was a little bit older than him. Mm-hmm. They shared a room, right? Now he lived in Eastern Europe. This was under communism. But his dad had a pretty good job. He actually worked for the party, you know, uh, so he had a little bit of better living situation. But right. they still had to live like two families to a house. A flat or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So his dad's brother and his kids, they all, they lived in part of the house. Okay. It was like a two family home or whatever. And then he lived in the other, other side with his family. And so. So that that's that's the, the and there that's not important but I'm that's part of the story. So what happened was him and his brother were sharing a room, okay? And when they moved into this house, it was before uh they turned it into like a two family home. It was just a giant like kind of like open space. It was a very big house according right. to him, very big, three mm-hmm. stories. Oh wow. Yeah. And so he said that that uh the kids were all like on the second floor and the the his parents they all they were on the the, the top floor the the adults. And then he had an uncle that had came, that another uncle that had come to live that was didn't have any kids. Right. And he slept on the on the floor with the kids. Correct. Now here's what happened. We were telling ghost stories or we were talking about this stuff and we he was actually telling another guy we worked with uh, his black eyed kid story. Right. And it came up about the hag. Well, that guy that we were working with actually started talking about it. And this guest guy said, he goes, you know, uh, I have a story about that mm. because, cause I lived in a haunted house. Now there were some other things that happened in that house that he told me about, and I could get into that, but it, this is more about the hag. So we're going to stick to that. Yeah. Okay. Now folks, if you remember, I, I think I talked about it in episode two, I had my own experience with the hag. And we'll get we'll go back to that, but um, so what happened to this guy? He was living in this house when he was a kid, and there was activity, spiritual ghost activity, whatever. Uh, I think he said the first thing that ever happened was he was going to to use the toaster, a toaster oven, which was you know in, in the Eastern European culture, or whatever it, that that was in in that time period. Not everybody had toasters. Oh no, that's a big luxury. Yeah, back so it then. was like yeah, so it was a big deal. Soviet so era. the toaster like moved in front of him and his two bro- two of his brothers, and it and then it just kept moving until it fell off onto the floor, and so his dad and his uncle flipped out. They saw it too. No, they didn't see it. Oh, they okay. just thought the kids were lying and messing and around, playing, okay. and so it was like him and his two brothers. <clears throat> I think he said his cousin was there too. And so the, the, the dad and the uncle came in there and they got punished. And that was the, he said that was the first thing he remembers happening that was weird, but that touched off a whole series of events that took place after that. But this entity that was in their house took the form of a witch and, and the way it looked, it had that look about it, that it was like a female, uh, very pale and Mm -hmm. it would contort itself. Holy smokes. It would contort itself. That's what he told me. Now, this is stories he told me over about a three-day weekend that we worked together at that place. Right. It was a two-man post at first when they were doing the construction. So it was like it was, you know, because there was a lot of uh, work being done there. It was a big place. And so they had two guards there, and our our shifts overlapped, which is kind of weird, but that's how they did it. Before you get going any further, can you describe or elaborate on what he meant by it would contort. Yeah, and and I'm gonna get to that. Okay, and what good. he said though too was even weirder. That that the creature, the, the way it appeared was yellow, like the skin was yellow. He oh, said wow. that when the lights were off, he was very descriptive about this thing because it haunted him as for a, a kid time. for like three years in this house he lived in. Holy because over Jesus. there in the Eastern Bloc, you know, gosh, the, in yeah. the Soviet era, you didn't like move around. You didn't no. go, oh, there's a ghost. 
comrade, can we move to another house? They're like, no, we shoot you. There is no goal. Shut up. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you're living under communism. You're There's no, you know, the, <laughs> yeah, the Soviet Socialist Republic was not going to be like, okay, go ahead and move, comrade. Well, We're the cool only, with that. The only place no. they tell you to move if you wanted to move was so the bad, gulag. Go to, you'll go to gulag. That's now. pretty much it. There was no, like, <laughs> let's move down the street because some stuff's happening. Yeah. Now, you got to remember, too, these kids weren't influenced by movies like Poltergeist or nope. Amity Horror None of Whatever. that was available. That wasn't happening over there. Okay, they were they weren't going to McDonald's and do, they didn't have none of that. Mm -mm. Okay, they did not have the pop culture like we had. They weren't well, listening they to Journey. Mc, yeah, they, they didn't get McDonald's till what, like nineteen eighty four, nineteen eighty five. I think it was in right the, before the uh, wall fell. I thought it was eighty eight, eighty nine, or something. Yeah, like that. somewhere around there. I mean, it was just right during before Perestroika, the wall. I believe. Yeah, but this th this is when he was a kid. Now you got to remember when he was a kid, he was about ten, fifteen years older than me. Right. I'm pretty sure. He was at least at least a decade older than me. Yeah, and so he when he was a kid, it was in like in the seventies. Seventies, yeah. And that was at the height of the Cold War. Mm hmm. If so it, this guy yeah. was living in 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 a, in a Soviet era house, you know. So yeah. yeah, so there wasn't no moving because there was something creepy happening. Okay. Yeah. Now that house that he was living in, okay, uh, was notoriously haunted. There were people who talked about it that there was a, a witch. That had lived in that house, and this is the story behind it, that she was killed during World War II. Okay. Oh, that was so that it was an she old was, house. Yeah, she was she was uh, a, a witch or whatever, and that she was was killed. You know, during combat, there was fighting that went on in that region, mm -hmm. and supposedly she was killed. Okay, and and that when but after the war, people would see her moving around in that house, and that it stayed vacant for a while. Okay, but then eventually his dad was yeah. given that house. They renovated it. Right. The, the, the party did because mm -hmm. he worked for the party. And so they gave him the house, and he <clears throat> performed a higher official function in that town. Mm -hmm. And so he was given a little better living situation. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. With, with it was a house that was taken probably from somebody, and then, yeah. you know, and, that, and then, of course— um, yeah, you know, higher what, position, better living conditions. Who knows what the story about her being killed by the Germans or whatever, whatever was that true was, or yeah. whatever they said that that she was a witch and that that the, the townspeople when when the Germans had come in, this was the story mm -hmm. that when they had laid down on the town, that the townspeople turned her in to right the Germ the to the Germans. Yeah, well, I don't know when, mm -hmm. but they turned her in because they wanted her to be killed because she was evil. Mm -hmm. And so the Germans obliged him. So that's the story. I don't know if that's the truth. Just but, the story uh, he gave you, right? Just the story he gave us, yeah. And so he goes, I don't know if it's true, but that's what they was told. So, you know, he, I can't do his voice. But that's, <laughs> you know. So he said that was the story was that she was a witch that was executed, okay? Because supposedly she had abducted kids and things like that. Well, for whatever, whatever the story was behind it, she was very wicked and... He had a scar on his left arm, and I'll never forget, and it went up his arm, like starting from the bottom, from in between the elbow, mm -hmm. going up his arm, and it looked like claw marks. Are you serious? Like three gashes that he claimed happened from this Baba Yaga, Baba Goga, whatever, mm -hmm. that it attacked him. Now, the first sighting of this thing, uh, I think he said he was like six or seven, and he was asleep. And his older brother was a couple years older than him. They slept in the same bed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the door opened up slightly. Now, he said he had an uncle that would drink sometimes, and he could hear him, like, you know, Stumbling argue, arguing with his wife. Uh -huh. And they thought, oh, maybe they're arguing, whatever. And so he just rolled over to go back to sleep. But then he hears something bang on the wall. And so it woke him, by, woke him and his brother back up real quick, like, whoa. And then they thought, maybe he's really drunk, you know? Well... Somebody peeked their head in through the door, and it did indeed look like the uncle. Oh. But they noticed that there was a hand that was wrapped around the door, and the hand looked like it had, like, long fingers that didn't match the uncle. Right, bony, stuff like that. Yeah. I, well, he didn't say bony, but yeah, there was a hand, and mm -hmm. there were claws coming off of it, and they thought, that's not our uncle. Right. You know, and then the face, when they turned toward the light, they could see that the face had like this sparse hair on the top of its head, and it was a pointy-headed entity mm -hmm. with a feminine-looking face, and that it like slammed the door, 
and that was the that was the first time they ever saw it. Okay. What a mind job. Yeah, right and, and so yeah, and you know, and the whole time he's telling us this, we're working in this renovated this this building that they're they're renovating, turning it from a rest home. There were a lot of people had died. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's and there were rumors at that rest home where we were working uh-huh. that a nurse had actually murdered some of the patients or well, some of the, uh, elderly. the elderly residents. And there was an investigation. I don't know, you know, if if if, if she was convicted Holy or what. Smokes. But there was all this weird stuff happening, you know, and it was like, and he we're over here, and part of that area was dark at night, and he's over here telling us these stories, you know, me and one of the workers. <laughs> And we're sitting there going like, dude. And then you got to go do your rounds, you mm-hmm. know. And you're like, whoa. And now, I had to do rounds. What was the lighting like in that? You know, it was very that? dark. Yeah, and and I had to do my rounds. He was on the east wing. All he had to do was sit there. And I would say the east wing was probably the most lit up and the and the least creepy. And oh, so man. I had to actually do the foot patrol to the west wing where or whatever. And he just sat on the east side. <sighs> and so when we would talk, I would go and I'd do my rounds. That's when we would talk. So so he's telling me these stories, and I'm just getting, like, creeped out. I'm like, okay, now i got to go do my rounds. Now, did did have something weird happen to me there a couple times, but not, I'm not going to talk about that right now. Topic but, yeah, you another, can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so when he's telling me these stories, it was creepy, you know. And so we would sit there, and he would tell me these, this, like, this whole series of events that took place. Another, I don't know if this happened right after the first uh, episode encounter, but it happened shortly after. Correct. Okay. And he was in his room playing, and he said that, you know, the Soviet era, they didn't have a lot of toys, but yeah. he had a little, a couple little cars, whatever he was, him and his brother were playing with. Mm-hmm. And they noticed that one of them, there was another toy that they had lost <clears throat> that they couldn't find. And it rolled by itself out of the closet. Now, this is going to freak you out, dude. Okay. So his brother looks at him, and there's at that point there were two brothers and a cousin. They were all playing, and one of the cousins, the, the littler, the youngest, they told him, "Hey, yeah, go grab it. You know, go grab that." And so he's like, "Uh." Uh-uh. <laughs> so they they told him, "Go grab it." And he says, "The older brother put his fist up like he's, he's like going to hit gonna him, punch you." So yeah. he goes to crawl over there. <clears throat> now in front of all four or five of these kids. This long arm comes out, and and when the kid puts the hand on the little fire truck, mm-hmm. the long arm comes out of the, the closet and puts it down on top of this kid's hand. Holy smokes! And it's dark in the closet, and they don't see what this is, and they're like start screaming, and everybody's running in different directions. And his one brother literally knocked himself out, running into a wall. Like he ran into a wall, and then he fell over the bed and like rolled. And so everybody's freaking out, and the little cousin who's sitting there, he's just screaming with his eyes closed and just not moving his arm. And then they look, and they don't see the arm. You know, it was real quick. Uh And so then everybody – then, of course, the dad comes in there. He said his dad drank a lot. So did the uncle. And so they came in, and, why are you screaming? We beat you, you know. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, this thing, the Boba Goga, yeah, whatever, did this. But whatever, it did this. Well, they had a different name for it. It was something else. Right. Like there's different names and different uh, the Baba regions, Yoga, yeah. Baba Goga, Baba Yaga, Baba, yeah, whatever. Well, we'll just we'll just lay it out there. It's Baba Yaga. Yeah, Baba Yaga. So yeah. the Baba Yaga grabbed the, the 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 kid, and so they screamed, and then of course he, they got their butts whooped. You know, Soviet yeah, era yeah. dads don't want to put up with much. They just drink vodka and they're angry. I mean, wouldn't you be? I mean, you're yeah. in the freezing cold, and it's you know. In a communism communism country, communistic country, <laughs> and then you're being attacked by the Baba Yaga. So. Not 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 the pleasant experience coming in. Yeah. So they're having all these problems with this thing. Now here's another incident that happened. Now this one is one I remember because he told me several, but this one was really creepy. And I had I had wrote the, these down in my little journal that I was keeping, you know, back then for the paranormal stuff that I would encounter. And he said that one day they he was laying there in his in his room and he was under punishment. Mm-hmm. He got in trouble. He didn't do his homework or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so he was laying there, and his family was eating dinner, and the door creaks open. It was a creaky door, like he said. He he goes, the door open, you know. And the way yeah. he, did, <laughs> he did. He gave you the sound. He effect. did do the sound of it. Yes, and he's like the door creak, you know. And then I'm sitting there, and I see, and he said that he saw a shadow over the 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 ceiling, and he said that he saw the arms come in. You know, over the the door paneling first. Wow! And that the shadow itself like pushed the door. 
Oh, man. And he said that he knew it was this Baba Yaga because it had the pointy head. And he said that it, it, it like a shadow, like you, it was kind of like, at first it was like solid, then it became a shadow. Right. Then it was solid again, if that makes any sense. I'm trying to wrap my mind around the way that he was telling me that, you know, when he's telling me. But then he said that once it came in, it was crawling really fast over the ceiling. Man. And so he saw it, and so he sat up and he started to scream. But he didn't. He was so terrified of his dad and getting a beating Holy that crap. he didn't. Um, he didn't totally react. He just <laughs> sat there, like wanting to scream, torn between screaming and and getting punished. Yeah, again from what he was, the way he was describing it to me. Wow, that's that's nuts, man. I'm, I would be freaking out too. I mean, watching a black mass pushing open your your. Uh, bedroom or your your closet in your bedroom pushing that door open and then becoming more ethereal and then you see the shape of hands and everything else and then it starts crawling all over your ceiling (laughs) yeah that's pretty scary yeah i don't actually i think that it was actually his uh bedroom door i i I believe that's what it was either way that's still freaky yeah and this guy this guy told i think i think scorp might have worked with him too there was a few guys that, that from from back in the day that we worked together. Yeah, at that company, and and uh, they they probably remember him um, and his stories. But I I know that, and Pete, if you're listening, you probably remember this too. This guy, because I worked with him around the time that Pete lived with me, and I just I remember um, this guy just telling me some creepy stories, dude, about that that house, you know. And it wasn't all centered, or it didn't all center around him. Like it happened to his brothers and stuff too. Kind of like you. I mean, it, you lived in that haunted house for ten years, and all sorts of stuff happened there. But it, but it wasn't just to you. Everybody, no, no, everybody got a piece everybody of it. Got part of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was pretty equal opportunist. <laughs> yeah. Equal opportunist. Yeah. Th- this thing, what it did though, like it crawled and it went up to uh, and uh, like over his bed. And he said that it turned almost in like a like a mess, and it started to kind of drip down, and it was morphing into a female form. And so he got up and ran out of the room. He didn't care at that point. He wasn't. He, he took the beating and just was like whatever. Man. Now he said that there was a time. There was one time when he was in the bed with his brother again when they were little, and this thing it did something very similar. It crawled across the ceiling again. His little brother nudged him, woke him up. He looks up. They see it, but it's in its full form. And he said it was like this yellowy-looking uh, uh, creature. And he said that it was long, skinny arms, long, skinny legs, and it had this pot belly, and you could see the breasts. It was like nude. Mm-hmm. And he said that it that it started to like kind of drip down from the ceiling. Now, I didn't really understand what he meant by that, and, and he – had an accent, but he had been living here for a while, so it wasn't like he couldn't speak. Be understood, you know, like yeah. he wasn't like he couldn't understand. He couldn't understand him. Yeah, and so he he was making like he was able to speak and say what he was you know going thinking. Through. Yeah, yeah, and he was like it dripped down, like he said it was like like if it drips like something you know, and like it was liquid, and then the arm like the arm came down and reached down and like touched his brother's chest. And then you could see this like like ball kind of turn and become the face, and as it turned, you could see like like this mouth form, and the mouth was like these big sharp jaggedy looking teeth, and it yeah, kind of snapped at them, and then they ran out of the room. <sighs> and of course, the whole time, you know, the the grown men in the house are in denial of this. So you know, the, 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 these kids are being terrorized by this thing, and then. Uh, there was another incident that happened to his brother that this didn't actually happen to him, but he said that his older brother, uh, went, they, they have, they had a basement that they had to go down and get like preserves and stuff like that. They canned a lot of their own foods. Right. And so he went down into the basement and everybody was scared to death to go down there, um, because they knew that this thing would be down there. Yeah. And so they would usually go in twos or threes and they would grab the food real quick and run up. Well, he said one time his brother had to go down there, and his dad said, just go. You know, it didn't give him a chance to bring another kid with him. Mm -hmm. But he went down there to get some beets or whatever it was that they ate. And uh, he was going down the stairs, and as he got toward the bottom of the stairs, this thing reached up and pulled, grabbed him by his leg and pulled him down and started to try to pull him underneath the stairs. 
and he was kicking and screaming and yelling, and then his shoe came off, and that afforded him the ability to get loose and then run back up the stairs, which he uh, got a beating because and he came back. With yeah, nothing. and the whole time the dads, the dad and and the brother or whatever, and and of course the the moms, one of the moms, I guess the the aunt believed uh-huh. him. Yeah, but didn't do any real, didn't really do any good. Because they were just like, okay, shut up, and they would beat her too. So yeah, yeah. Nobody woman. could. <laughs> yeah, be quiet, woman. You know. Yeah, they're drunks. So yeah, but things things got a little better because their younger brother, who was the, uh, a, a, a little younger than the other two, the right. the of the uncles. Yes, he came to live with them, and he was actually straight out of the military. He was a very uh, smart guy, mm-hmm. and he knew immediately what this was. Oh. And so he told them this is the Baba Yaga, whatever, and mm-hmm. it's it's you know the, it's an evil de- spirit. demonic spirit that's a female, mm-hmm. and that they take over like people's domiciles and all this stuff, kind of like and an so, incubus. Yeah, kind of, but but it would they, so they would pray, they would do this prayer because um, I guess they were Orthodox, and so yeah, they Eastern would Orthodox, Eastern Orthodox yeah. So they would say this prayer that he would say, and. For a while, everything was fine, and then the younger brother could actually um, was pretty tough, I guess. Mm-hmm. So he would kind of get on to the other two about beating the kids and yelling at them. So he would uh, protect them, mm-hmm. and so he kind of put a stop to that. Like I guess it stopped because when my my uncle came, you know, he kinda, he was the catalyst to stop all the stuff. And yeah, and, and the when, when a lot of the the, the negativity and all the the violence slowed mm-hmm. then the then the activity from this thing slowed down and then eventually Makes sense. um the uncle eventually though moved out oh. and then after it moved out then the activity spiked again mm. but before he moved out there was an incident that happened um to him to my friend this guy I worked with this was the last uh story that i remember him actually it happened to him this was pretty bad he woke up and this thing was just standing there uh over him over his bed in the foot of his bed and it was leaned down and had its arms on the post of the bed and it and it was but the arms were so long it could like cuz it could like it contort itself right it was leaned over him and it was like drooling and he said that you could he could smell the breath it was like putrid and this thing was leaned over him and it was just like it was like whispering Oh. And he couldn't make out what it was saying, and he woke up and he just said that this thing screamed, and it like so bad that it felt like his ears were gonna bleed, but nobody else Could woke up or got up or noticed or did anything, and even his brother who was in the bed right next to him did not see the entity. He couldn't wake him up, and so this thing just started laughing and it grabbed him by his feet with wrapped in the blanket. And started to drag him out the out the door and down the hallway. And while he was being drugged, he was scratching and clawing on the walls, trying to get you know down the hallway, beating on it with his fist. And the the younger uncle that lived on the floor with them mm-hmm. came out of his room. What he saw was just like a like a, a greenish, a yellowish green mist, like a fog. Mm-hmm. That was like in front of him as he was moving down the hallway. That's all he saw. Oh man! He didn't see like the whole the figure that the that... figure, yeah. But he did have an incident. His uncle now, of course, the uncle goes and grabs him, and it immediately lets go. And so sometimes he would be able to go and sleep in the uncle's room with him, but his dad would be kind of mad because he wants him to be a man and not be a baby. And so he didn't. He tried not to. He tried to limit that, you know. But he said the only time he felt safe was when the uncle was there. And then he said that there was another time that they were that his uncle was shaving. Mm-hmm. Um, this happened to his uncle, which made his uncle believe that there was something going on because this was like maybe a week after he'd gotten there. Right. And he said that the uncle was shaving and he was looking in the mirror and he said that something popped up out of the bathtub and grabbed his arm. And, like, he couldn't really make out the facial features of it. It looked like a blur. Right. But it was yellow. And it grabbed him by his arm and tried to push the razor onto his onto his neck. Holy Jesus. And so, yeah, you telling me. It was just, I mean, so 
he got loose, got yeah. got you know away, but he it did cut him cut his face, yeah. you know, and he got out of the bathroom or whatever. And then there was another incident where he was taking a bath, and something tried to push his head under the water. The uncle. The uncle, yeah. Oh wow. And so that he knew that there was something going on there. So, yeah. So there was a lot of weird stuff that happened in that that that, that particular house with that. You know, two things with that brother. You know, this is um, entity. I guess it, that's the proper word. This entity. You know, first question is the appearance to your friend, right? And. The, the incident, he's drugged down the hallway. Uncle comes out and he sees nothing but mist, right? Mm-hmm. To me, you know, that that brings to mind. He didn't say mist, though. He said like a blurry like fog. A, a blurry fog, right. Yeah. Well, but the, the thing I'm getting at is your friend was seeing this figure. Mm-hmm. The uncle was seeing like a blurry fog. So could that be that this thing was, uh, that this thing was keying in on his vibration or his free, his resident his frequency. That's what I'm thinking, right? I mean, that uncle, makes sense. Everybody has their own unique frequency, or or, or, or you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're in their own, you know, wavelength. Yeah, their own wavelength, if you will. Each individual person has their own vibrational frequency, right? So maybe this thing was keyed in on him, and that's why the uncle didn't see the figure because it wasn't keyed in on his own frequency. You know what I mean? Not his vibrational frequency. That's the first thing, you know, when you mentioned that, that got me. The second thing I started thinking about, which, of course, when you mentioned earlier about how he said that it started dripping from the ceiling, you know, I that right there, to me, it was reminiscent. I started thinking in terms of, um, I guess, for, for people, if you're thinking about it, I was thinking about how, you remember the, the, the Terminator with the metal Terminator that had was liquid metal? Kind of like that. It was had that type of ability. I, I mean, that's that's kinda... weird. I, I I don't know about that. I mean, I just I, but just... I mean, I'm talking about just in the manner how it could just fluidly move. Fluidly move, yeah. You know, it, it, if if it was faced with like if it was a physical form, then it would it would look like that. Maybe I don't know. No, I'm just saying the ability to drip to drip, yeah, yeah, and, and then start contorting. I think it was more like a fog that just kind of it can it could would materialize materialize. Yeah. Right, okay. Okay, but it it just sounded so weird because that's the first thoughts I got when you know he was saying it started dripping from the mm-hmm. ceiling. Now there's another story. That's crazy. Yeah, that, go that ahead. He, there was one. There was only what was funny. There was only one girl um, that was his cousin, mm-hmm. the one one of the kids. It was a girl, right? And she went down into the basement cellar, whatever right. it was, to when they were playing hide and seek. There was a bunch of them that were playing hide and seek. Now this mm-hmm. happened when they first moved in. Right, and it was one of the first things that happened. Not the first thing that happened to him, like because what happened to him. Right, I, I told you. Oh, so she got to experience it first. Yeah, there were other kids that happened that had this this thing or whatever. They would, experienced would, it before him. Yeah, they they had the pleasure of getting to experience the <laughs> horrifying whatever. Um, this one was pretty messed up. This this particular story, uh, they were playing hide and seek, and he didn't actually see this, but his brother and one of his cousins did. And they were downstairs, and they were playing, and so they 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 decided to play hide and seek using the downstairs and the basement as mm-hmm. the only two places where you could go, because the upper levels were for you know whatever the adults. Yeah. Yeah. So they're play they're playing downstairs, and they the little girl goes to hide or whatever goes down down because I guess hide and seek is pretty much universal everywhere so they're playing like chase or hide and go seek whatever he called it chase but i think that's actually what he was trying to say Mm -hmm. something grabbed her okay once again it was right under the stairs and when she got close to it something reached out and like with these long arms okay and grabbed her and pulled her in into the darkness under the stairs and she as even as an adult she talked about this to, to him, okay, and she remembers screaming and yelling and fighting for her life, but but nobody was hearing anything. All the little brother of the girl mm-hmm. saw, which would have been his cousin, was these arms come out, these yellow arms come out and grab her and pull her under the stairs, and then that was it. And so he's shocked. Right. He's just standing there, and it's dark. He can't see. Okay, so 
there's very little light in that in that room. So the older brother runs up the stairs to turn the light switch on, you know, to 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 get more light, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they had like a little flashlight that they were playing with, and the flashlight went dead immediately. Oh man! So the the older brother runs up the stairs, and all he could see was from the door being open was just like a little bit of light, and. When they turned the light on for a split second, he could see this thing with its arms and its legs wrapped around the little girl, and the little girl's eyes were rolled back in her head. Holy Jesus! So what is that? I mean, what you know? Is this a weird? And then, then when the light came on, this thing like like moved its neck, you know, past the little girl, right. according to what the cousin told him. And slapped his, uh, snapped his teeth at him and then was gone. Boom. And the little girl just, like, came crawling out from underneath the base of the, the, the stairs. The stairs. Wow, man. Yeah. T- well, you know, first, when it's going after the boys, I'm thinking incubus. Mm-hmm. Going after the girl, I'm thinking succubus. <clears throat> but I don't think that's what it was. No, I think no. it was just a, an evil entity. Yeah. And they said it looked very feminine. It had long, skinny arms and and a pot belly, like I said, and the yeah. the feet were very weird looking, and they said that that the, the feet almost looked like the skeleton's feet, the way they would describe it. Right, the arms, the hands were really bony, yeah, uh, very pointy head, you know, That's strange. And that one time, uh, his oldest brother had gone to the bathroom, and at first, nothing was really happening to him, so he mm-hmm. was kind of like poo pooing it, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But he had to go to the bathroom, and he hears like the somebody bang on the door, like boom, boom, boom. And so he thinks it's one of his little brothers. So he's like, you know, screw off. You yeah, know? leave me I'm, alone. I'm, I'm using. I'm taking a leak. Mm-hmm. Then he hears boom, boom, boom. So then he opens the door. There's nobody there. You know, once he's done doing his business, so he goes to walk down the hallway, and he's just there. It was really long hallway with like four bedrooms down the hallway. Right. So it's pretty long, and he sees this thing rolled up almost like in a ball at the end of the hallway. So it unfurls itself. Like straight out, almost like a really elongated body. Right. The arms and legs are sticking out of either side of this thing. Mm-hmm. And then it comes crawling toward him on all fours really fast. Holy and then he lifts stuff. up its head, and the head is there, and it's like just running towards him. And so he takes off running down the hallway. And he said it felt like when he was running down the hallway that – that the, the the distance was getting longer, <laughs> and that this thing was getting closer, and so he got into his room, ducked in the room, closed the door, and he hears a bang on the door, and that was it. Wow! So that I I, I don't know what that is. How do you explain that? I don't know what that, that is. That sounds to me like a you know your classic uh, your poltergeist type stuff. You know, you remember that movie Pol- Poltergeist? With all the kind of different things that was going on in the house, and I need to go rewatch that movie because well, I I don't remember the Amityville Horror. Um, you know, I don't really remember debuting. that one either very much. I know that there was a bunch of we're stuff talking that originals, happened. folks. We're Did, talking didn't the originals. blood come from the walls? Yeah, <laughs> something yeah, like yeah, pretty ridiculous. I mean, right, but but a horror movie, <clears> you know, that <throat> was groundbreaking, you know, for its time. But uh, as far as the Poltergeist, I, I was you know big well, pol- here's a- Poltergeist fan. For a long time, and but a lot of things, you know, in those poltergeist movies is like they would have these, you know, like uh, like skeletons coming out of the ground, that kind of stuff, and then you know entities showing up, looking full form human, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, in these movies, you know, I don't know anything after Poltergeist three. I only saw the first three. I didn't care for the other ones because by that time they remember usually, the other ones. The other, <clears throat> if there are other ones, I don't know, but I know that there was just they were the getting guy that campy. played Coach. Was in that? That's yeah, yeah. He was in the in the third one, and yeah, it it just reminds me of something that could happen. Well, like I don't, that. I don't think, but but you know, I, there again, I don't think that this was because they lived in this house for yeah. like four, three, four years. Well, yeah, they kind of didn't have a choice. And so, so I don't think it was all the time, right? It, it probably a lot like you. That's what I'm thinking because yeah. I mean, I I actually asked him like how often this happened, and he's like, not very much, but when it happened, it was terrifying. Yeah. Uh, man, so that that's just crazy though. Rolled up in the ball, you know, in a ball at the end of the hallway, and as soon as he steps out of the bathroom, bathroom, it unfurls itself and runs toward him, and it's crawling like on all fours, on all fours, and it's wow, it, kind of like a spider kind of walk 
Hey, that's all that I can think of. I mean, and it was like just a terrifying thing. And then he had another incident, you know, where this thing was crawling around on the on the, on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like it looked like it was moving on the wall like a shadow, and then it crawled. And this happened to to the older brother and the the second oldest brother. They lived in they were in a different bedroom together. Yeah, them two together. Yeah, and it it kind of like did the same thing, but it kind of like came down onto the bed and crawled underneath the uh, blankets with them. Holy! And they smokes. it scratched both of them. Wow. Yeah, and and according to the guy I was working with, he got the scratch because the thing had grabbed. I think he said that when it had tried to grab him. Yeah, I was just about to ask uh, yeah, ask like you it, about it, that. Yeah, and w- one of the incidents where it grabbed him, and I don't remember. He told me, you know, four or five of them, but those are the main ones I remember that I wrote down. And it was one of the incidents where it grabbed him, you know, like I think it might have been when he was, when it was coming off the ceiling or whatever, it grabbed him when he tried to run out of the room, Mm -hmm. it cut him or whatever, it grabbed him. So it did physical damage. It would actually, it bit uh, one of his cousins on the foot. Holy smokes. He woke up and this thing was like, it just bit his foot, Um, yanked his, you know, aunt out of bed. It did (laughs) something to her too. Like um, the, the, the dad and the other brother were always drinking, so they weren't. You know, they, they or they were working. The one worked a, a manual labor job. The other one worked for the party. Right. He was a political guy, so he was always working. You know. Man. And when he was home, he was drunk and wasn't wasn't listening to what they had to say. He didn't right. care. If he was drunk most of the time, that thing couldn't do anything to him anyways because he's completely passed out drunk. You know, probably. <laughs> I don't it's not going to matter to him <laughs> yeah. if, if something does happen. He thinks it's a dream, probably. Yeah, that's if his if he is dreaming. You know, when he's stone cold drunk. You know, mm-hmm. who knows. You know, and that's speculation that he's a complete and total drunk to that level or not. We don't know, but it's, I would say uh, it's probably got some truth Well, he to said it. he was a drunk. Oh, he, he did? He said, okay. Yeah, he said his dad and his uncle were both drunks. They were alcoholics. But but that's just, that's just freaky. I mean, this thing, you know, it sounds like this thing really had it in for him when it came around. You know, or when it showed, I don't know if the terms come around. More like when it decided to mess with them is probably more appropriate. And we really don't know the origins of this thing either. What caused it? There's a legend about how it came to be, but nobody knows for sure. That's true. And then we go back and like we always say, you know, where did this house, this town, wherever it sat, you know, where was it or what's its location in relation to ley lines? You know, we're intersecting ley lines where the veil is a lot thinner. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, definitely I was, something demonic. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely evil. It, it it wanted to harm them. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there was and, no, and it was it was doing a good job of it. Oh know? yeah, I mean, it stuff left. would happen too. Like they were like they were looking out the window, right? And um, this was kind of funny. I think he said something like, "This was his older cousin, the oldest one, or whatever." Yeah, they they were in trouble, so they decided to try to fly a kite outside the window. Oh, because they couldn't go outside. They couldn't go outside. <laughs> And so they tried to fly a kite, and it ended up like getting tangled in a tree. Right. And so they're trying to undo it or whatever. And the kid reaches, leans out of the window, and the window closes on his arm, and breaks his arm. Holy and then the window pane broke out. You know, so that kind of stuff was going on pretty on the reg. You know, but it was, th- th- you know, the thing that got me was like, I mean, like when he told the stories. Like, he was very, you know... Very matter-of-fact about it. And then he said that once... Now, I said, did anything ever happen once you left that house? He goes, no, nothing. He goes, we leave that house, no problems. I come to the United States, nothing. Here's what happened. Black-eyed kid story, okay? Until the black-eyed kid story that happened to him. Right. He always thought that it might have been related to that. That's his... That's what he thought. But here's what he told me. He was living in an apartment... Okay. In South Austin. Mm-hmm. And after the incident took place. Right. At the uh, place we worked at together, the Black mm-hmm. Eyed Kids. He moved to South Austin, got an apartment. This is this is weird. Right after the Black Eyed Kid thing happened, he saw this entity again, which is weird. Yeah, it is. I mean. And he said there were two different incidents in that apartment. Really? Yeah. And then it never happened again. But it was like right after the black eyed kid thing, he was asleep on the couch. He was watching TV, and he heard something moving around, like a but in the kitchen, like something was moving around. When he woke up, he heard 
what he thought was like something messing with like a chip bag, uh-huh. like chips. Right. And he heard like sliding, like something sliding around the floor or something. Like like somebody was shuffling their feet. Okay. That that's my words. Not, he just said something sliding, shuffling, which I I thought maybe he heard footfall. Okay, that's me saying mm-hmm. that. I want to put my words in there, but that's what I think. Mm-hmm. And he woke up, and when he got up and he walked over to the kitchen, he saw this thing standing there. And oh, then it just like smokes. like it like it started to come toward him, and then it just disappeared. Wow! And then it brought back all the memories all the of memories, when he was a kid. Yeah. A lot of even he had blocked out. And that's what wow. he said in it, and it came back, all of it. Then he had another incident where he was in the bathroom, and he was taking a, a shower. And mm-hmm. when he got out, like, he heard something moving around in his bedroom. Right. And he goes, the bathroom was connected to the bedroom, so he goes and he opens the door. Mm-hmm. And he hears, like, this popping, like a pop, pop, pop. Like, you know how you hear... Uh, he described it to me as the plastic. Oh, when you pop the little plastic the little bubbles, plastic bubbles. Yeah, and he heard that like, and he looks, and this thing was like what he thought was like under his bed. Holy! And smokes. he closed his eyes and blinked a couple times, and it was gone. And he was like, "Whoa!" So he checked his apartment; nothing was there. Man, and then that was it. But then he said he had like a couple nightmares. And I was like, are you sure they were nightmares? He goes, yeah, I, I really believe they were just nightmares because of what I saw. That's what he said. And he didn't go into detail about the nightmares. So that was that. I I think it was a little reminder, you know, that, hey, I haven't forgotten about you, dude. You know, it it's it's creepy. I mean, this, to say the least, you went through, you went through all those horrific, you know, events as a kid, thanks to that thing that Baba Yaga, and, you know, then years, many years later, he sees black-eyed kids, which kind of tripped him out, but he wasn't really freaked out, you know what I mean? And then moves to an apartment after the fact, you know, time, some time passes, he moves to an apartment, and then that thing comes back to pay him another visit. Yeah, here's the timeline to it, though, folks. He said uh, that when that black-eyed kid thing happened, that it was the weirdest thing that ever happened to him. And he didn't even think about the stuff that happened to him as a kid. He said it was almost like distant memories that he had buried until shortly after the black eyed kid thing. Yeah. Then he had this encounter with this thing. Yeah. And then he woke up all those other memories and he was like, okay, well, I guess that's not the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me because I remember having all these things happen to me with this entity. I asked him about his brothers and his sisters and his cousins and all that, and, or his cousins. And everybody his, that lived in that house. Everybody. And, and he said that, unfortunately, the one uncle ended up being um, thrown in jail. Oh, uh, the, the good uncle, yeah. Because oh, the good they uncle? they wanted him to go back to the military or something, and he didn't. So they, right. they caught him and they put him in gulag or whatever, where he died. So that was tragic. The other uncle died of cirrhosis, whatever, and then his dad committed suicide. Oh. So it was a very sad, very tragic um, turn, uh, turn of events that took place in this guy's life. And he thought that a lot of that was connected to that house because he thought that a, that, that his dad became more alcoholic. Because that negative because energy. Of that had negative him. energy around there. And, of course, the the brother, his brother had gone back to the military, and then he went AWOL. I don't know the whole story, but he right. was supposed to serve longer or something. And right. He, he just, so they caught up to him, and he was trying to escape, I guess, in mm-hmm. effect. And so, anyways, the, he ended up dying in jail, and then the other uncle died of cirrhosis of the liver. Dang. His mother, um, she lived to be, you know, older or whatever, and uh-huh. she eventually moved, I think, to Germany or something. And then the other the other aunt or whatever she also became an alcoholic and died oh, man. of cancer or something. But mm-hmm. it was all this like uh, bad stuff that happened. His one cousin died in a car wreck, and he thinks that it was had a lot to do with living in that house. He thinks that it was a curse. And then he did talk to a couple of the others. Like he he still keeps in touch with them. And after he talked to one of them about that, the the one cousin said he had no memory of it. Really? But his brother did, and his brother and him were still very close. And he said that his one brother told him that he remembers it, and he had nightmares about it for years. 
But like the one cousin's mind has just been erased from that whole time period. You know what that's called, brother? Compart- Cognizant. What is it? No, no, Cognitive no. Dis- Com- is it? Compartmentalization. Compartmentalization. He, he's 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 got he's got the defense mechanism set it up so it it gives him basic. It's compartmentalized into his you know a certain part of his brain so he is able to wall it off and not think about it. Yeah. Like a, I guess I guess. Let me find the proper words. I guess it would be kind of like a self-induced amnesia because mm-hmm. you know it's blocking it. It's well, that's kind of what it was going on with him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Until that, you know, and then and it then, just brought it all back, right? Yeah, all the and members. then we worked together, and he he had told me, you know, because shortly after the Black Eyed Kids thing yeah. is when he had the visitation from the Baba Yaga, which is crazy. All that just, but folks, that's all the time we have for today. That's just nuts, man. And uh, let's just hope that the Baba Yaga don't get you. Yeah. Because I tell you what, the Baba Yaga, you know, that's, that's to me, when they say Baba Yaga, I think Kukui. The Kukui, like we say yeah, that. Yeah, just like the Kukui. Doesn't have a real shape, form, whether feminine or nothing. It you, When your parents told you as a, you know, a young Hispanic kid, El Kukui, you didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't know what it could do either. So your your biggest fears, whatever you could imagine. Um, but was, Baba Yaga would be you. more like La Chusa. The lechusa thing, the bruja lechusa, yeah, the, the whole bruja, lechusa yeah. thing, yeah, yeah, because the bruja, and when you think of la bruja and la lechusa in Mexican folklore, they're they're kind of when you, for lack of better words, joined at the hip. Mm-hmm. One becomes the other, the other becomes you know. And like I said, that's all the time we have for today, folks. Yeah, I'm just kidding. We could keep and going, but you know, we could, folks. but we we yeah, we, there's there's money constraints on the on how long we can do stuff, so there. That's why, folks. If you want to donate and, and just just send both of me and old Sal here big old checks, and we can for just, a billion dollars, <laughs> and then we could just talk as long as you want. Yeah, we'll just we'll just sit here and go through all these stories, and we'll read them all, and then we run out, and then we'll just sit here and twiddle our thumbs, and you pay us for doing that. <laughs> awesome, but hey, folks, it's been great to be here, and I'm glad you guys are joining us more and more all the time, and you wait for our show to come out every Friday. Thank you so much. With that being said, remember. Send us your stories. We want to hear them. And send them to DouseWolfman88 at gmail.com. And or Wolf and Sal at gmail.com. Or you can private message me if you got me on Facebook or hit me up. Yeah. You let me know that you're a fan so I'll approve you. You know, and hey guys, you you can catch me, you know, on Facebook. Old Sal. Old Sal. Old Sal. I'm there. And if you want if you if you can't send the story to, to Wolf here, send it to me. It, it all comes to the same place because we get it together and then mm-hmm. read them over and then that's how we decide and we we take able. your crappy stories we throw them away <laughs> so no one will ever and then we and then we threaten you don't ever send us that garbage again <laughs> so we get them we separate them and we categorize them and you know yep and if and if they're unusual like yeah. like there's a couple that we had they go into really, their own special own box. little file and like that's one that's going to be told I'm going to have to tell you But, uh, yeah, we got all kinds of stories, guys. All right, so that's it for tonight, and thank you for joining us. See you all next time. See ya.